You're right, Jimmy. Oh, good, mate. Yeah, how are you, Woodsy? Yeah, really good. I feel like I haven't seen you for ages. I was going to say that, it's mate. I, I, I still listen to you. I still I watch you. you. I think you're quality, by the way. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. I'm, I'm, I'm here as no, well, you, Jim. I was going to get on to you. I'm here as well, Jim. Hello, everyone. Welcome along to this week's Super 6 podcast with Laura Woods and Bio Akin Fenwa. Hello. Hey, yo, what's going on, LW? You good? I'm good. Can I just give the listeners a little insight of what you just said? Oh, God. It's quite a cute moment, actually. So, look, I need to keep this in my mouth. And I thought it was chewing gum. I said, what is it? What did you say? It was a cough sweet. Oh, cough sweet. It's a cough sweet. Like, you know, listen, we got back in at four o'clock in the morning yesterday from Barnsley. Mm. Not a great day at the office. And listen, you get me after game days and... You know what, I'm wounded after game days. It gets harder and harder, people. But we ain't going to swallow in self-pity. Oh. Um, we're going to get up and keep going. Anyway, LW, what have you been up to? So I have been avoiding Christmas shopping completely. Oh, I need to do it. I haven't done any at the moment, so I'm going to sort that all out. Lots of football this week, lots of breakfast show action. I've been sort of staggering through this week, if I'm honest. One of them ones, yeah. Just one of those ones, isn't it? It's nearly Christmas and it's getting cold outside. So, oh. um, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Do you know what I did do the other day, though? Go on. Got up at four in the morning, got on a bike, cycled to work in the dark, pretty much. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I just caught myself for a second because the outfit that I was wearing was just, I looked like a builder. Could have been a boy. Literally had my hood up. I like tightened the strings under my chin as tight as possible. So, because it was cold, like wrapped a scarf around me, put on this like high fizz jacket. <laughs> just looked like such a door. Do you know, I couldn't think anything worse. Like, <laughs> when it gets cold... <laughs> It's it's a real problem for me. Like when I be playing games and my toes be, I couldn't think of anything worse of getting up at four o'clock in the morning mm. and then cycling, choosing to yeah. do that. Like LW, I ain't gonna lie, man. It's a bit nuts. I ain't gonna lie. It's a Boris bike as well. Aye. <laughs> it's got a little. Aye, LW, anything for the cause. Aye. So you been to any games? Did you go, did you do any games? Do you know what? I didn't actually, I didn't cover any. What did I do at the weekend? Oh, yeah, I was actually at a game at the weekend. I was at West Brom Palace. Yeah. So it was like a bit of a dubious sending off, to be honest, Matthias Price. I see that. On his back, kicked up. I thought it was a little bit unfair and it just completely, it ruined the game. I felt for West Brom. They're on the front foot. They just scored, actually just equalised. And then it was a capitulation. It was like 5-1 in the end. Yeah, to be fair, my boy Eze. Yeah, um, God, he was good, on flames, uh, you know, Shah Eze and that. But listen, if we're going to talk about that, I honestly feel like, and I know there's been a lot of discussions, but the way the game's going is, for me, it's changing the fabric, you know, the whole feel of it. It's so, that that's free games. So that's more or less the same as in punching him or headbutting him or, you know, and for me, I'm like, it's so minute and that's just my opinion on it. And yeah. listen... I know we're in the lower leagues. Well, actually, we're in the champ now, but, you know. Yeah, what are you on about? Sorry about that. You get me? I forget. But I've been playing in that and we don't have VAR. And I just think they're trying to shape the game, the higher game, in, in a way where, listen, traditional football traditional football. And listen, it's going to be hustle and bustle. So I looked at that and I was thinking, but it's never been a sending off at all. Us. So I'm with you on it. Harsh, harsh is an understatement. What was particularly frustrating about it is that the referee was like, no, that's fine. Had a really good view of it. Then VAR got involved, said, come and have a little look at the monitor. So he went back and then changed his mind. And I don't know, I just thought, you watch it again and again in, in slow motion. And it, I think it influences you in a different way. Not that I'm a referee, never have been, never will be. But I don't know, it just, it was unfair. Anyway, so what have you been doing? All right, check this. So I'm going to tell you. Mm. So the, I think last week, my older brother, came to the house and we went to go see mums. So all that mums and my older brother's talking about what he was watching and my daughter is an anime fanatic. <laughs> Loves it. 
right? <laughs> so, I mean, I used to watch Dragon Ball Z back in the day. That was like my cartoon and that, but I'm not really an anime. So my older brother said, yeah, yeah, he just finished watching this show. And my, when I mean my daughter lit up and was like, oh, I've just finished it. They had a full-blown half an hour conversation. I was so jealous. <laughs> I'm watching them two having like a conversation because my daughter, anybody that follows me knows that I've got to bribe my daughter for hugs and kisses. So Aww. we play like... Um, Rock, rock, paper, paper scissors. scissors. Yes. So we play rock, paper, scissors. Oh. If she wins, she just says bye. If I win, I'll get a, I'll get a kiss. That's wow. how I got a bribe, my daughter. So She's going to go far in life. So how she's doing it. So I, I don't really see her too much emotional in that, even though. So when she, the, the light in her eyes with my brother was mad. And when I'm sitting there, if anybody panned on my face, <laughs> I'm sitting there watching them two full-blown engrossed in a conversation and I'm mad oh, jealous God. and I'm looking at it and I'm dipping in like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that and my daughter just dismisses like... me. <laughs> I kid you not, for the last 10 days, I've downloaded an app. I've finished, um, I've finished one anime season and I'm on the next season because I want to have the same connection really? with my... I swear, down. So I went back to her. It's amazing, by the and way. It, I went back to her and I, I finished one. She said, listen, this is the first one you should watch and it was a show called... Death Note. It was an anime called Death Note, right? <laughs> and I actually, after I finished watching it, she told me about two characters in there. She's like, listen, there's two characters in there and I like both of them. Fine, I've watched it. And I actually looked at my daughter because one of the characters was evil. And I was thinking, how did you like him? What bit did you like? So it made me look at my daughter thinking, oh. yo, you're, you're, there's something wrong with you. We have to have a conversation. Wait till so, her first boyfriend comes I, I, I Yes. <laughs> Jeez, so even that, so we done that. So I finished that, went back to back, and then I started another one just so I could have this little connection with my daughter. It's mad, isn't it? Things you do when you're a father. Yeah, that's that's been my last 10 days, to be fair. Can I just say, as a woman, that's like, that is the loveliest thing I think I've ever heard you say. <laughs> Honestly, it's so nice. So nice for you to go out your way and find something to connect with your daughter with. I was jealous. It's more jealousy. <laughs> wasn't it? it was jealous. I was like, wait, hold on. Wait, my older brother's cooler than me. That's how I was looking at you. Like seeing the nice element. Has it worked? Is you, Do you have a better connection than last Hell 10 days? Oh no. <laughs> I'll be telling her because the show she thinks are good, I think is terrible. So then she thinks I'm less cool anyway. So you're further away so from I'm each further other. Away. I'm like, wait, <laughs> this show's terrible. She's like, oh, you ain't got no skills. You don't know this. And her and my brother, she'd be looking at my brother. She'd be like, yeah, Uncle Yemi thinks it's, ah, oh, like, ah, oh, yo, you lot. That's like, anyway, so this has got nothing to do with trying to really connect. I just didn't want anybody to think my older brother was cooler than me. Anyway, let's just leave it on that nice, nicey bit. Yeah, that's what Honestly, I Honestly, mean. like, if I didn't like sport, I swear <laughs> to God, my, my dad would not know what to say to me. Yeah. I, it would literally be, it would, it would be a conversation of, you're right, babe, uh, how are you? And that would be, that would be all that would come out of his mouth. If we didn't have, if we didn't have sport to talk about, I swear that's probably why I was so into it when I was younger. It's mad, ah, isn't it? So daddies and their little girls. Exactly, babe. daddies and their little girls. Jeez. Predict six correct scores on Super 6 this week for a chance to win £250,000. Download the app and play by 3pm on Saturday. Head to skysports.com forward slash Super 6 for more details. The great guests on this podcast keep coming by um, today. I've got someone that made the transition so seamlessly between playing football, being a big character, and then going into media and managing to just be that character even more, yeah. be his own self. It is Jimmy Bullard. 
Good morning, Jimmy. Morning, guys. Yeah, How are we? Thank you guy. so much for having me on. Hey, come on, Nat. This is my guy. <laughs> JB is my guy, you know. I'm telling you, like, we've worked seamlessly time and time. And, like, his energy, I always say that, look, you can't fake energy. You can't fake good energy. And his energy is so authentic. Like, nah, man, he's, he's my guy, man. What's going on, Jay? Oh, How are you? Thanks, my man. Thank you so much. Yeah, and um, looking forward to having this chat with you. Well, and thanks for having us on. I'm all right, boy. I'm all right. Jimmy, I don't really know where to start with you because there's so many different places. I think really your career, um, if we can take you back, cast your mind back, your personality was almost as synonymous as, as your career as a footballer if you know what I mean it came hand in hand I don't think you could watch you play football without knowing the kind of person that you are and I think everybody really enjoyed it everybody really bought into it can when you cast your mind back on your playing career what are those moments that you miss the most oh, I've got so many as a kid you know I was so shy Laura I was so shy That's crazy. and I don't know how I developed into this person who now doesn't care about a lot really um, I, I really <laughs> I don't know how I've become this. I think football brought out of me being around a lot of men, being in a hostile environment. But mm. I tell you, you know, in a change room, you've got to stand up and be counted. Um, you can get left behind, you know. So I think it happened. I signed for West Ham at the start of my career. And the, the likes of, you remember, you've got to remember, I was 18, 19. As mm. I say, I was like a, I was a scared kid. I live, still live with my mum and dad. So... <laughs> You know, signed with Razor Ruddock, Ian Wright, John Moncur, John Artson, Paolo Di Canio, Harry Redknapp as manager. I think wow. that really put me in good stead, you know. And since that, it was like, wow. And it sort of, my fears drifted. And then it made me become the person I am with less fear and less sort of, I say less care. I was always cared, but I didn't care on opinions against me. So mm. I was always like, I was just myself, and I become myself quite early. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. now I'm 42, I really spread my wings, and I'm just the person I want to be every day, really. And I try to not offend others as much as possible. That's <laughs> how I live my life. And I just become – and playing football, to pick up on your question, just because – I just – I didn't just see it as football – I wanted because I'm an attention seeker, because you know, guys, I wanted to entertain the thousands watching on their seats. And I also knew there were cameras there, and I also knew my family was watching. So I used to just not worry about the result. I wanted to entertain. Yeah. Bayo, you know what I'm on about. No, no, 100%. 100%. I mean, I'm quiet. I'm quieter than you, but I, I get what you're saying on that. But listen, I want to touch on something. Do you think your character and your energy has overshadowed how good of a player you was? Do you think that, you know, it's been JB the joker rather than... Because, listen, I'm not blowing smoke up your, you know, but even when you watch you on Soccer AM, like, technically, and when you look back at your career, fam, you was a problem. Like, you was a real baller. So do you feel your character, people honed in on your character rather than, listen, JB's a real footballer? Or do you feel like, you know what, it was cool, it all went hand in hand? Yeah, it's a good question. Do you know what? More interviews I do, I get asked that question, not all the time, but quite a few times I've been asked that question and I've never really thought about it like that. But the older I've gotten, when I look back, you're exactly right. I think, yes, I, 
I get it. I get it now. I didn't get it back then. I just, as I said, the person I was and the person I wanted to be. So there was no thought of that. As I said, when I say that I didn't care about other people's opinions, I really didn't. So I just played and was the joker, if you want to call it that, the person I was. But now looking back, I think I did, yeah. I probably was underestimated by some, by myself. And you're right, but it was the person I wanted to be. Do you get what I mean, Bo? So, uh, yeah, you know, when I look back, I had more ability than probably people give me credit for, you know. So, yeah, it probably did go against my football, you know, looking as how good a player he was, and it's more Jimmy the Joker. And, and, And looking back, it may have hindered, you know, I never played for a huge club, Bo. Never. Like, I played for some big clubs. I never played for, like your Tottenham's, you know, I was always looking for that next move when I was 27, 28, you, your Arsenal's, your Man United, maybe not Man United, might be a bit um, out of my league there. But do you get what I mean? I I'm was always team. playing for mid to lower league Prem teams. I was always looking. I had one chance to go to Celtic, but was that the reason why it hindered me? Was it like managers, chairmen's looking, oh, he's a bit of a joke, it's a bit too much. The character's a bit too much because I did see that yeah. back end of my career. When you talk about some of those big clubs that you played for, I mean... They're big clubs in their own right, aren't they? Like, I know what you're saying, like, in comparison to, to like, a Manchester United, but you went to Ipswich and that was kind of, like, you became a bit of a cult hero, even though it was a short time. Like, why do you think that was? And how much did you enjoy your time there? Comfortability. I I think comfortable in your surroundings is very big. I I believe the way you start a football club's massive. If you can start by running, your momentum's there. You haven't got a backtrack. You haven't got any doubts in your mind. So I'm a great believer in really doing as much as possible before you go to a club, really eager on starting well. I mean, first minute, the whistle, you know, whether it's a tackle, whether it's a pass, whether it's keeping it simple, play to your strengths, know what you've got. And then from there, just build on that. So wherever I went, if you have a look at all the way through my career, I started amazingly. I started like, Absolutely fantastic. I think I learned from West Ham. I didn't start great at West Ham and that learnt me. Start well, you know. And I had managers that that were good for me. It was just like, it was nice. It was Harry Redknapp, Barry Fry. I had Paul Jules. So I had real men's men characters that really understood me that I thought really helped. What was Barry Fry like? Barry Fry, ah, Laura, how long we got? (laughs) Wow. He's my dad of football. I've always said he's my dad of football. um, I still speak to him now. Very, he's the most. How can I? I didn't see him as a manager. I see him as my dad. That's how I can put it. As if you know, if I got in trouble, he'd always see me and he'd always say football's first. He wasn't frightened of um, telling me what's what. And he was a real realist, a real realist, not just a football manager. And some of those other managers that you mentioned, I mean, there are some big names in there as well. Do you? (laughs) If he was your dad, what were the other managers to you? Let's go through them. Mm. We had um, West Ham, Harry Redknapp, real hard. I, I was scared of Harry when I signed for West Ham. Then I went, then I went to um, Peterborough, Barry, my dad. Then I went to Paul Jewell, hot-headed scouser that was like, oh, you know, if you weren't Where at Paul it with Jewell, Paul. Wigan? If, yeah, Wigan, okay, yeah. If you wasn't at it with Paul, you know, he would tell you, he would know. That's when it becomes serious and football would come my living as such. That's when it all started for me. Then I signed for Chris Coleman. Who, to be fair, Chris Coleman was one of them where I was gutted I didn't have longer. I was gutted I didn't have longer with him. You know, I was injured. He got sacked during my injury. I was gutted. He was in still in player mode. He was one that I'd have loved to play for. Didn't get long. Then we had Laurie Sanchez that didn't have long. Roy Hodgson, the school teacher. Always <laughs> have him. That's, this is how my head works. Yeah. Um, Phil Brand. 
absolute the yo-yo, I call him. He's up and down. He's popping champagne when he wins and he's, he's all over the place when he loses. <laughs> and then uh, Cole Robinson at MK Dons, who was fantastic, the absolute football purist who mm. loved to play football, but I didn't play too many games for him. And I don't right, know. So I, out of all of them, <laughs> out of all their managers, so of course yeah. we're going to ask, and you touched on Barry Fry, who was the best for you? As in, give me a category. Yeah, all right, cool. So, who was the best for you, footballing wise, and then who was the best for you, personal wise, in the sense where it made you feel complete, both on and off the pitch? Paul Joel, footballing wise, because you know, but as a footballer and as a sportsman, we're winners, right? We always want to win, and when we win things, as you know, son, as you know, thank you, thank um, you, thank you. When you when you win things, it makes it that much better, and that's all what the reason why we wanted to play football, right? So Paul Jewell, five years, won two championships, stayed in the Premier League, got to a cup final. You know, put medals upstairs in my house that I absolutely see every day and I cherish. So Paul Jewell was that man, but to make me feel like the man I am now, and put and started Barry Fry. Barry Fry just like made me feel like I could do anything. Mm. All right, so but, then, but I'd say Roy Hodgson tactically. Uh, was unbelievable. So who didn't you get on with then? Oh, there's a few. Do, do you know what? Do, do you know why I don't go down this road? Because I've got a very vicious tongue and then men that I didn't get on with, no. And I've told them. And uh, I, well, so I that means if you've told them, them you can tell us. So that's cool because it's not like you haven't said it. <laughs> so if you told them, you can tell us. Who didn't you? You don't have to go deep. But just who did it? You just like, nah, nah. My no, energy just didn't it. take to you. I don't do it. I don't do it. So I'll tell you the reason why I don't do it. Because <laughs> when I see that man again, he has nothing on me except that moment I see him in the office, I told him eye to eye. Wow. I don't do it. Yeah. I don't do it. And and there was a few oh, big moments. Know. In my career. So I want to know. And there's another, there's another big reason why I don't do it. Because I signed a contract and a few of them went to court, so I can't do it. The non disclosure thing. <laughs> <laughs> the legally. That's how you had to start. That's how Fair you ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. It's fine. Look, yeah. there are so many funny moments as well with your career, and, and they get played again and again, don't they? The, the Duncan Ferguson one just goes around and around. Does it still make you laugh when you see it? Yeah. We'll do. When I'm out on the street, do you know what they... Like kids, I'll get men and women, they come past me, go, I ever get notes of three things, right? It's, ah, oh, it's the man on the jungle. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's Soccer AM. Or, ah, oh, it's the Duncan Ferguson man, <laughs> as, as the weird look. <laughs> and they're the three things that people relate to me as. They're the three main huge things. So, and, you're, and you're like, Duncan, I did have a career, actually. <laughs> yeah, but it's weird. And I think that's where Bo got his question from. You know, I'll a little bit underrated in my football. I'm known for all these other things apart from a football. So, yeah, it, but it doesn't bother me at all. I was about it to really... say that. So I was about to say that, JB. I was like, look, footballers know what you've done. You know, footballers yeah. know that. And listen, I, I, I have said that, and we'll touch on it a little bit later, that I actually want to get to a point when, when I finish my career and I move on to the next bit, I also want them to say, oh, and he did play football as well, just because I'm doing well in other... And that's what you're doing now. You know what I'm saying? So I think don't watch it. I mean, what I... For me, before even working with you, knowing with you, it was so infectious, your character. So, you know me, I like goal celebrations. So even when you did the Phil... Is it Phil Brown? Is it the... Is it, <laughs> like, when you did... For me, especially being in a changing room, I... Because I, I thought when he was telling you man off, or trying to do the team talk outside. I was thinking, what the hell is this? You know, that's, that for me, and then for you to flip it 
on its head. Yeah. Uh, for me, I thought it was just pure you, but before I yeah. knew you, if you understand what I'm saying. So, uh, listen, I thought it was amazing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, as all them celebrations, are, you know, and even though I take credit for it, it was, we was having pre-match meal on a Friday evening and Paul McShane, the mad Irishman, said, um, we've got to do that. It was away, Man City, the year after, we've got to do that, we've got to reincarnate that. And then whoever scored, done it. And I just, so I'm lucky I had the penalty and I scored. So that could have been anyone, really. Yeah, yeah. We all bought into that. But we did put it to bed. Phil Brown, you know, he'd give us a look afterwards in the change room, like, no more, boys, we put that to bed. And, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> still see it. Still, you know, kids, uh, you know, oh, I've been in a shopping precinct and I'll get six kids dropped to their knees and, like, tell us <laughs> off, tell us off and start filming. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just nuts. So it's be fantastic. It's be great. Before, still got before we move away from your career, I just want to, and because there's, there's, I mean, when I say career, I mean footballing career. Before we step away from that into what you're doing now and, and how you transitioned, what are those highlights when you look back at it? What are, the, what are the biggest moments that you'll always cherish about your career? One, as I said, with Wigan winning championship and winning a medal, that was always what I wanted to do. And then it progressed. And then we went in a Premier League. I always wanted to play in the Premier League as a kid in a playground. I always see that as the pinnacle, you know, play as high as you can in English football. The Prem was like, wow, like for playing the Prem, that's big, big time. So I achieved that. And then it went on, wow, can I play for my country? And then I got picked by Fabio Capello. I mean, still celebrating that moment. So <laughs> there's your three big things, you know, really winning things, Premier League, playing, but getting there with Wigan. And getting there with Wigan was an amazing achievement you know we put Wigan on the map really as a division one team when I went there and we we went up with the same players we had a few add-ons Jason Roberts Nathan Ellerton made a huge difference to us you're only as good as your strikers in my opinion and and then finally getting in the England squad which um, was an absolute monster and also I would say getting to a Carling Cup final that was an amazing day against Man United even though we got stuffed four but it doesn't matter all amazing so I want to take you back listen you'll know that but you're a skinny butter you're a skinny brother now, so you would have been a skinnier brother when you started the game. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I just have to throw that out because you're my guy and I could be real with you. So, you know, coming up, so when you was coming up in the game as a little kid, did you get that, listen, you're too small to play? I mean, you would have always been probably technically gifted, but did you, and how did you deal with that? How did you deal with the, like we all would have got rejected? How did you deal with, no, you know what, I'm good enough in who I am to make it. So how did you deal with that? Just for yeah. those that don't know, you're making it. Absolutely. And it's a good question, mate, because there'll be a lot of kids out there that struggle with that. I've, I've, especially in English football. You know, my boy's going for it now. You know, he's what's he, 13, but he's more in an 11-year-old's body. And you can be a 13-year-old in a 15-year-old's body. Mm, yeah. So there's a lot of power and pace difference in that. Yeah. I felt that as a kid. I was very tiny, as you say, skinny brother. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> that, that was me. And technically, I felt I was there. But power and pace is such a huge part of the game. Was Nothing, then, yeah. is even more so now. I really struggled with it. I didn't even get in my school team, you know. I didn't, you know, I was like 12th man. I was always sub and it was like 14, 15, 16. I started developing 17. I went into men's football. Then I even struggled with size still. Cause if you look at some of my photos at West Ham, I see the other day, I was so tired. And I remember Harry Redknapp going into the first, he signed me one summer. I went into that summer and he said, Jim, you've got to get in the gym. You're ridiculous. I can't play you because of your size. So straight oh. then I was feeling a pressure from my own manager. Yes. So size has always been a thing of mine. But 
then it's weird because to answer your question, how I dealt with it back then, I don't really know. I just got on with it and to have a strong mum and dad that always always drummed into me, especially my dad. It ain't about size. He see my attributes. My attributes were fitness. I'll tell you one thing. I was the fittest player in the Premier League. I was the fittest player in English football. No one would beat me at fitness. I don't mean power, strength in gym. Yeah. I mean athlete. I mean I would cover 13K a game, bro. Yeah. That's animal. So that's your strength. You ain't... Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying running around the pitch is everything. That's my strength, but that's yeah. because of my size. But I didn't have no managers see that as my strength until I went to Wigan. Okay. And then people going, wow, look at the kilometre he's finished. Look, you know, look, look at the ground he's covering. But then I also was producing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And then I was running off folk like it's going out of fashion and scoring. <laughs> I was like, you're blowing, isn't you? Like, you're 18 stone, your muscle counts for nothing now. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then I started developing into this character I'm at, very confident. Mm. And I was like, I want to keep, my fighting weight was 12 stone two, which was nothing of me. Yeah. And every time I, I went above that, I didn't feel myself. So in between 11.10 and 12.2 was when I was at my fittest, when I was at 13K. I was running off people like you would not believe. We're going to have a third striker because of me. That's end of. Paul Jewell, I made a millionaire because of me. You can ask him that. I was running off. That's because, he went that's into because a of my skinniness. Yeah, that's because I was mum farred up to the max. <laughs> uh, do you know the worst thing is? Bruv, he said 11.10. That's my right arm. That's... <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> I mean, that's not much more than what I weigh. What? You know I mean? That's crazy. Oh, but no. again, your strength is your strength. So I salute yeah. on that. But I... know you. But it's so important for the kids watching that. Know your strength. Exactly. I see, like I see wingers and kids trying to take boys on, and they've not got it. But there's other strengths you can get. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? There's, yeah. there's so many ways you can play football. But as soon as you realise your strength, you'll go. You'll find a way. Do you get what I mean? And I'd... work on your work on your weaknesses. Work on your... Of course, I'm with you on that. And listen, I'll always say, in the sense where earliest you can figure out what you are about, the better you will be. Like I've yeah. kept said it. I'm. People said about getting to the champ and how am I going to cope with the? I was like. Defenders was faster than me in League Two. The faster than me in yeah. League One. They're going to be faster than me in the champ. It makes no. I have no quarries. You will never see me run away from a centre half. Yeah. But be yeah. comfortable in your. I think that's the most powerful thing that you you said, JB. So no, no, absolutely. You found your way. You found your way, though, innit? You know, do you know what I mean? You found your way. Obviously, if parent strengths your way, I'm going to put it all in my box and like, you best get parent strength. You best find something to fight against me. Yeah, exactly. But that's in that's in all walks of life. That's like in presenting you're doing that. Find your way. Find yeah, your yeah. strengths to yeah, come yeah. across. You know. Do you you know both what? know about that. That's exactly actually when you were saying that, I was just thinking it works with everything, really, doesn't it? Because it's like you say, you have to you have to be in the same way that you find your strength in in football and something like that. You do that in presenting. Once you've got it, it's authentic. If you don't yeah. have that and you don't identify what it is that makes you individual, makes you strong, you can't be authentic. I think, it's, I think it's different. Ain't nobody can do you or be you better than you. Mm. And I'll always say that. Ain't nobody can be JB. Ain't nobody can be LW. Ain't nobody can be Akim. Ain't nobody can be you, do you better than you. So do that. You know what I'm saying? Don't try and be anybody <laughs> yeah. else. Brings me, on nicely. Brings me on nicely, actually, to retirement. Were you ready for it when it happened? Uh, do you know what? Um... I yeah, I think I was. I think I was. I found it hard to make that move going on that day. As a Monday morning, I woke up, I always remember it. It was at MK Don. So my career was rapidly, you know, I was going down in the leagues. Um, but 
at the same time, my body couldn't take it. My knee couldn't take it. Um, and it was, it was tying, so to answer your question, I felt I was ready. It was horrible because I didn't want to stop. I felt I could have gone a couple of years, but, you know, it would have been in a medical room. Mm. It wasn't training as much, you know, so it was that time. But it's always uh, a horrible feeling, isn't it, if that's so what I, you've done for 20 years, you know? I want to lead on to that because I know I'm coming up to that. Like, JB, I know I'm coming up to that. Like, we I played Barnsley yesterday and... You know, that feeling after games where it's demoralising physically and mentally and everything's a struggle. And yeah. I'm getting to that. So what was the defining moment on that Monday when you was just like, nah, you know what? It's just too much. Because I, I, I listen, I've sat down and LW, I'm here after games. So the next day we film is after games. And she knows when I've played because yeah. how I how I drag myself through the door <laughs> it's it's problem and that's and you know that the Would thing is I'll say for me it's <laughs> it's shit I'm a competitor still in it and yeah, I yeah. still get the buzz of the changing room and I guess the only flip is I'm playing the highest I've ever played whereas at this sort of age you was going down so I'm holding on to that but the fight I'm having with my body so what was that moment with you where you was just like nah you know what I've just got to, I've got to be done it I don't think it's one moment uh, with me I think everyone will be different on this and I think you're well you might be different you might be the same but I do think everyone have their own little niches and scenarios but I remember I, I was training I was at MK Dons. Remember Alan Smith played for Man United? Yeah, yeah. He went to MK Dons. Good player. I remember leaning up against him. This was Friday, the Friday before I finished on a Monday. I remember leaning up against him just in a training field and I just fell to the floor, mate. It was embarrassing. I crumbled. And I was like a glass woman. I fell to the floor and I broke and I done my knee and I thought, that's it. It was just like one of them moments where you felt, I'm just not going to recover here. You know, yeah, it was yeah. getting, I was getting more and more fractured and, I just knew, and you you know when you know. And yeah, it yeah. was just like little scenarios like that. And then the one big thing that I, I have a problem with travelling. Towards the end of my career, I struggled with travelling. I love my home so much. I love, like, being around the people I want to be with. So it is like I'm, I really struggled with travelling. I had enough on the road. And I know we ain't, like, touring rock stars as much <laughs> as that. But it's like... Friday, going away from your family again, sat in a hotel in, in the foreign bed. I just couldn't deal with that concept. It started to drive me mad. And I'm not, it's just one of them little things that is just holding me again. And in the end, I just thought, what am I doing this for? You know, I started to like lose touch with the game a little bit. I was on the bench more. I was in, and it just all made sense. And yeah, I thought, yeah. nah, that's enough. So that's as, that's as, that's as clear as I can put it to you, I'll really. I'll get you. Tell us about the next step for you. So did you have in your head a plan? Because I always remember when I was younger, like you were one of the regulars on Soccer AM. You were like one of the favourite guests. You know, they they loved you. The fans loved you. The viewers loved you. Did you have it in your head that you wanted to move into TV? And, and was that the next thing you did or was there something in the middle? Yeah, it's a good question. All through my career, I'm quite thought out. I'm quite deliberate in what I want to do. You know, it's quite structured, but I never was. I never was for that. I wanted to retire. Just that, I, to be honest, in my football career, I, I blew a gasket. In what I achieved in football, I really, with my body and mind, I, I really over excelled. I felt I really, I was blown out. I was worn out at 34. So 
I just wanted two years off. I wanted to go and do my fishing. I wanted to go and sit by a lake on my own. I wanted to be away from humans. Mm. I just wanted to clear my mind and have my own peace and, and enjoy my family. But then all of a sudden, two years passes. I miss football like so bad. There was moments. I remember the first Saturday when I missed it, and I just remember watching Gillette Soccer Saturday, Jeff and all the boys, and, and it just killed me. I remember walking a dog on a three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. That was when it hit. And I was like, oh, wow, is this my life now? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So the next 18 months, I really struggled. I didn't watch football. I didn't watch football. Sky was really nice to me, tried to help me out, got me commentating. Because I didn't watch football, I didn't have a lot of knowledge. So mm-hmm. I went on trying to fix something that was broken, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So them two years were really hard. So to answer your question, I never, ever had anything planned. But then all of a sudden, I met up with a good agent, Jimmy Irwood, who I'm still looks after me yeah, now. He's fantastic. Jimmy. And he sort of got me back on track. And, you know, that's when the jungle come. And that was the start. Jim, what do you want to do next step? I said, oh, I love being in front of people. I love entertaining. He said, well, why don't you look into this and that? And that's that was really our first meeting. Where do you want to be, Jim? Where do you want to – what's your next step in life? And that was the decision, really. And it's the jungle um, going on Celebrity Armour. What is it? I'm a celebrity. I'm get a me celebrity. out. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. I never got that right. And that's where that started, really. And that brings me on to my career now. And it's just slowly developed. But I never had this thing finishing football. I want to be this. Do you know what, though? That, that for me, felt like a real perfect fit for yeah. you, for who you are. It, mm. Like I imagine from even just now, you know, being able to kind of reignite that love of football and being involved in some way, because you are, you're the beginning of that Saturday. So when you got that job, were, were there any reservations in taking it for, for a start? And then what was the first show like? Well, first of all, Soccer Am, as you said, uh, been a part of it. They've looked after me so much. I, all, I felt I was always a little bit part of the show. Yeah. And then before I got the gig, before Fenners called me and said, um, do you fancy coming on? I always, I, I'd done a thing, I'd done one with uh, Bayo, you know, um, you know the drill. So I'd always go around football yeah, clubs yeah. before I was presenting on the show. So I was always part of it. And then he, I'd done that for a year or two years. And then Fenners come and asked me, um, do you want to present? I thought he was joking. I went, you mad? Like, like, I can't sit there and like read off all OQ and like do all the stuff you do. I, that ain't me, boy. And he went, no, but we can bring Jimmy Bullard to the screen and then like try and find what you want to do. Oh, mate, the first show. Oh, when I was melting, I was trying to be like all this stiff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking like this, yes. Um, how's your day? Yeah. What an egg. What an egg, mate, honestly. But then slowly, slowly, it took me a long time. This is my fourth year, you know, so it took wow. me a long time to become... Do you know the funny thing is, so, <laughs> and I guess, not that we got short memories, but you kind of only think of... Jimmy Bullard, when you think of Soccer AM, and I know Lovejoy, mm. Chamberlain, she, they've been doing it for years, but when you say the fit is just right. It is, isn't it? It's just right. Hey, JB, the fit is just right. Really? Well, look, for you to say that, I'm not just saying it, and I know it's nice work, but I, that means a lot because, you know, you've had some big, you know, Helen was there 20, mm. yeah. I think it's 22 years, fantastic. Some big boots to fill there. Mm. 
even though I didn't feel that pressure because that's not what I was in it for, it, but there was some big boots to fill and I was a little bit unsure at the start whether I could do it. There was some doubts, but I've, I owe so much. There's a great team behind it. You know, you know oh, as much really. as me, the team behind it. It isn't yeah, just yeah. about the presenters. You've got all the boys behind the scenes and girls behind the scenes mm. from bookers to like lighting to sound to cameras to producers. to You've got such a big crew behind there. People give you so much knowledge. But oh, a massive thanks to Fenners because what he'd done was understood my strengths and put me and let me find my own strengths in it. It took a bit of time, to be honest, for me to be comfortable on screen, but now I go in. So that man to see that image was the really the icing on the cake. He was the one that really took the jump with me because it was a gamble. Yeah. <laughs> it was a gamble. And for you to say that, is great for me. User in the game, mm. so it's great to hear your peers if you want say great words like that. I feel comfortable now, yeah. but I didn't. Cu- couple of things I just picked up from what you just said. First of all, which I can only say now that I've been doing it for a few years now, consistently, you know, permanently as a presenter, rather than just kind of like dipping a toe and that sort of thing, is everyone is really crap when they start presenting, like because it's just not a natural thing to do, is it? Like everyone's <laughs> crap, and if and for anyone out there that that takes to it like a duck to water, I mean that's real talent. Like if you if you can do that, that's amazing. And and but I genuinely yeah. I genuinely think that everyone is a bit crap because it's just you have to get used to that environment and then also for what I always think it takes is for someone like for you for example a Fenners to go right I see something in you and I'm going to back you and I'm not just going to back you for a show and then drop you if it doesn't work I'm you're a long-term project for me I think that's what it takes isn't it and it's similar in football I felt that. Yeah, guys, you, you've hit the nail on the head. Long term, you need someone to believe in you, absolutely. And that yeah. goes with anything. You know, we're talking about presenting now. But you, you know more, you know as much as me in that game. You need, if you're comfortable in your surroundings and the people you're working for and with, you know, you can see they believe in you and you've got your own belief. You can go and achieve great things. That's what I believe. You know, I've got the belief there. I just, you just need to be given platforms, you know. It's same as you, which you look at your career, you've got to, I used to spend a lot of time with you in that, yeah. in, in, in the soccer am, you know. Yeah. You're amazing at what you do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, listen, I'm tired of this. I'm so tired yeah, of this. Much, Every yeah. guest that comes on gives her so much props. Every single yeah. guest. They'll be like, yo, man, yeah. LW, man, you're just amazing. Look what you've done. And I'm not sitting and I'm looking at her thinking, I really what? get it all the time. So, hey, no, hey, I don't, JB, Jimmy. Carry on. All the time. You interrupted him. All the time. We need to get more girls on so they can say how good I am, I <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm lit. Yeah, I'm just, li- I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm mad you know, <laughs> I want to ask Bayo a question. Can I? Yeah, of course. Of course you can. He's dying so, for you to ask him a question. I'm here. No, I'm playing guy. What's up? So when you're playing football, you're playing football at the minute, obviously. Yeah. So great. It's still in a championship. Do you know where your next career move is going to go? Oh, yeah. Now. Okay. I don't have, so I wouldn't say, and I hang up my boots, I'm exactly going to do this. But what I have done is I've, started to implement my next steps so one thing is like I didn't plan my career to maneuver this way so what I've done now is I've put little in place yes little things in place stepping stones where I know I'm I'm, you've got foundations yes that's exactly what I've done so so for me it's just 
don't put a don't put no roof on top of you. Don't put yourself in a box. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's let's think biggest. of it as a building. Yeah, don't put, no, you're built so, like that as well. Just think it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember oh, me, and JB, be, oh, me and JB did the drill and we had to go against each other and I had to ragdoll him on the floor and messed up his shoulder. But that's yeah, because that's because he was banging top bins and that. So I was thinking, I've got to hurt this boy. Woodsy, 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 he hurt me. Uh, uh, you know when you're actually hurt and you don't want to show and it's yeah. like, oh, his face, he's hurt. It's like this, it's like, it's like, <laughs> all the blood goes and it's actually horrible pain I fell on my shoulder like that oh. extended it and I felt something go rip and I was like oh no, oh, no. but I didn't want to show him to I was on. on the floor how long bail you knew didn't you, you just went knew, dead do you know the worst thing is I knew I knew that I gave her a little bit of I was like oh no look there's cameras on up uh, let me just show people I'm strong <laughs> so, so I went Ooh, and then when he went down you know when you hit my side I'm thinking oh Bruv, this, because you know, you know, he's small and that, you know what I'm saying? It's like at Wickham, like, it was at Wickham on the it was on the pitch, it was on the far stick. I've peeled off, and then I'm thinking I'm gonna have a fight with him on the back stick. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Listen, because and you've mentioned it a few times in a sense of how important your family is, how important that you like being around people, you know, people's energy. So, how did you deal with lockdown? How did you deal with not being around? How did you deal with it? How did I deal with it? Um, being around family, that's all we could do, right? If you know, if you're lucky enough to have your family within your own okay. household. I spent a lot of time with them, spent a lot of time with my kids, more time than I ever done before. You know, I, I've got a lot of hobbies as well. Um, fishing, mm. and there's a lot of <laughs> this is so boring for you, but I love fishing and I love landscaping. So mm. my garden was as immaculate as it ever has been. Wow! And, I see that. Um, I see that. I see. I see. You, you, you had some work done with your garden. Yeah. And I see it. Nice yeah. man. He's he's a baller so man. Just, Proper. I put a pool went, in there and everything. Oof. Yeah, I loved it. I just went to graft basically. <laughs> I just grafted. You know, as a builder, decorator. That was my first trade for five years, so I know my way around. I know what I'm doing. I know what I wanted. I had a vision. I went and done it. I love and that. So lockdown's built. quite good for you then? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you start something, the foundations, you look outside, you're like, oh, my God, what have I started? Yeah, yeah. I see, I follow yeah. him. I see him. He, he posts these fish and that. I won't lie to anybody. Uh, for me, fishing, him is I didn't strike partner named Cody McDonald, and he loved fishing. Like, I'm talking about full-blown, get his iPad, and then for the weekend, after the game, get his iPad, and then you wouldn't see him. Saturday after the game, bam, we'll have Monday off, and he'll be like, yeah, yeah, B, on Tuesday, come in. I'll be like, what did you do? He said, yo, man, I, I sat there. It was the best two days. I was like, what? On my life, I swear to... He tried to get me to come. You don't understand. He tried to get me to come. Like, we were on the pitch. We was like this. And then he was like, yeah, B, listen, man, let's just come fishing with me. Like, we'll just sit there and we'll just talk. I was like, excuse you? I was like, excuse you? Excuse you. Hey, hey, JB, just for the people that don't, what is it about fishing? It's so good for you. It's so good for your mind. Uh, it's a sport. It's the biggest anticipated sport in, in the world, right? So Participated. Part it's nature, it's a sport nature sport. and the hunting in the man. That's If you want the raw aspects of angling, that's what it's about. It It's just so nice to be out there in amongst the... Nature. You're away from nature. people. It's, how much we like people, it's nice to get away from yeah. 
each other sometimes and have your own mind thoughts and it creates a lovely environment and nature and also the sport and the hunting in the man like when you actually yeah, primal see fish Hunt fish, catch look fish. At him, look at him, look yeah. at him. Oh, He's gone caveman on us. Oh, sea fish, hunt fish, get fish. <laughs> See, you'd be good at it. You'd oh, be good at it. Oh, no. All right. No. Well, I've got an idea, though, because the thing is, um, obviously, Jim, you love it so much that you've got a new podcast. You already have a big podcast. The Magic Sponge is so popular. People he, love he got, it. He had me it's, on the Magic Sponge. brilliant, isn't he it? He had me on it. Right. But but you, you're going to start another one, and it's coming out this Sunday. Bobby Zamora is your first guest, and it is... Yeah filmed while you're fishing what's it called yeah uh, it's called off the hook nice it's, it, as you said i've done the sponge that was real raw in your face that was four five six years ago we done that you know amazing what we done um had a, such a crack and i thought i always knew in my head i wanted another podcast but i wanted to sort of create an environment it's a bit different you know and, and somewhere where i could take um, the footballers, if you want, and the boys I knew and the girls I know, somewhere different and a place where I wanted to be. Mm. Now, I'm not a very indoorsy person. I like to be outdoors. So I thought, why not fishing? So I called it. I've got these amazing people around me, right? And it's amazing what pictures you can get and when nature surrounds you. I thought, podcast, while I'm fishing, and not that, it creates an environment for my guests to come, I can teach them how to fish. Some of them love it. Some of them don't like it so much. But it's a great environment to get them and to open up to me. It's different. And sitting around the table, it's totally different. And you wouldn't believe some of the boys I've had on how competitive they are because fishing is very competitive. Uh, but it's honestly, I absolutely love it. It's an amazing – it's going to – look, I'm the last to blow me on Trump, but I'm going to blow me on Trump on this. It is an amazing watch. It isn't all about fishing. It's like about the person. I've, I've got some yeah. great guests on. I can't tell you about some of them because they're that good. They're that good. Oh, We've like got that. some massive back. We've got some great good guests in, but Bobby Zamora being the first one I've played at Fulham with. Who's, the reason why I chose Bobby first is he's, he's an angler himself. Mm -hmm. And I thought I started off with a bang, get an angler on. Bobby's great. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. He's a bit of a, he's a bit, he keeps himself to himself, mm. Bob. Do you know what I mean? So I thought, right, I want someone that tells us stories that we've never heard before. So Bobby is a fantastic start. And listen, I, I love it. And the, the other reason, sorry to go off on one here, the other reason why <laughs> I, I love it. it brings back what I once said. It's the sport that I loved. I thought, how can I make myself a professional fisherman? Well, off the hook, I sit down in front of a camera, being an attention seeker. I love my fishing. I've got the best gig in the world. That is the best gig I could ever have. Go fishing. <laughs> why I've got my guests there. Amazing. All right, that's what I'm saying. I, you must know I don't like fishing because I didn't get the phone call. But well, you might do. Season two. I'm not well, going to hold up again. I'm not going to hold it against you. It's okay, brother. Bayo, do you know what? <laughs> That was, uh, and I know we're on here, but that was brings me to, I was going to ask you while I was on here whether you could be a guest on my um, Off The Hook podcast. Oh. But, but, but I don't want like a yes just because of cameras and then you get flaky like a lot of footballers do. I want it to be a yes and a concrete yes. All right, first, first and foremost, JB, I could never get flaky with you. And that's real bars for real stars. You get what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> But I, I just, I just want to say, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just want to say, like, I, I'm going to do it because it's you. And it'll be the first like, time yeah. ever that I'll be yeah. doing this fishing thing. So I'm de I'll do it because it's you. So 100%, it's a yes. And it's quote me because we're recording on this. So we're doing this. Sweet, you're in. Come I can't on. wait. I can't wait to hear it because I feel like I want to know what you wear. Yeah, it's going to be I, I wanna... 
Are we doing this in the summer? Are we gonna do this in the summer? Because I, JB, as big as I am, when I'm cold, bruv, I act like a big ass baby. I'm not gonna lie to you, brother. But have you got welly boots? No, I'm gonna have to go purchase that. Bruv, I'm telling you, there better be a blow heater. I'm telling you. Listen, listen. We make sure all the guests are comfortable. Don't worry about that. And that's and to be fair. That's what it does. It does make a comfortable environment mm. for the guest and a different environment for the guests to open up. And you know, I can get right into them. It is good. It's fantastic. You both. I promise you one thing. God, I say it. that. I go with you. I right, listen for people that don't know. So, JB, you own a pub. You're a landlord of your pub, right? Yep. Hey, yep. So, so I actually didn't know that. I knew that because Dude. I remember, like, I was I was trying to get a you job been? there sometimes. I ain't been there. I was trying to get a job there sometime, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I'm saying? No, because I follow JB in it. And so I remember when he was looking for some staff and that. So how was it? What made you what made you go down the pub route? Um, my family, really. My dad's from the East End of London, and his dad had so many pubs back in the 60s, 70s. Um, so my family's always been publicans, if you want. The pubs are a dying trade. Before COVID come along and hit, the pubs have really been struggling. So it's in in my family's roots, really, um, and a pub come av- available in the crash, the property crash 12 years ago. And this pub sat in the middle of Crayford on top of the hill. We see it as iconic. We see it as, you know, in the middle of South East London, absolute perfect. Um, pub. There's a lot of pubs closing down. So we see it as one as a business venture and one for an enjoyment for a family that I could give to my dad. And it's the best thing I've ever bought. Wow, it's the yeah. best thing I've ever bought. So, you know, for, for a lot of reasons, it's the best thing I've ever bought. It's been tough, obviously, with this um, COVID hitting. But honestly, but that, that's the reason why my dad, it's in great hands. You know, I, I knew as soon as I put him at the helm, um, he'd, he'd just fly with it. He loves it. We love it. But it's, 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 a, it's a great thing. It's absolutely fantastic. Do you ever get behind the bar and serve? Do you help out? Yeah, I have done. I know how to pull a pint. I know how to chain. Yeah, I, I can run a pub on my own if I you need can, to. Yeah. But you've got to live and breathe it. It's every day, you know, you've got to live there. You've got to, you know, basically you imagine you you live upstairs in your own houses, wherever you live, but your living room downstairs is full of people, you, you know, that come in and have a drink. You know, publicans don't have their own space a lot. It's only the upstairs they have. They've got people coming in their properties at the bottom. It's, it's, it's a tough life, but for the publicans, it's their life that they want to live. They love it. They love being around people. So any publican out there, you'll know what I mean. I've just changed managers in my pub, you know. It's a real tough, hardy, but rewarding at the same time. If you really love the pub life, it can be a fantastic job. Mm. Um, but it's not for me. It's <laughs> not for me. All right, listen. So me and, me and LW, we're going to have a daiquiri off, right? So... <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. a strawberry daiquiri. So she feels like she can do one. And my when I I learned mine in, in lockdown. So she feels like yeah. she's got it. I feel like I got it. What's your go-to? If you was to do a cocktail, what would be your go-to uh, cocktail? See, I, I love fruit drinks. So like a pina colada or something. I know it's proper Del Boy. But <laughs> Del Boy? I, I'm, I'm proper. As long and and even though I'm public, I, I like a good drink mm. you know, when we go out. But I... I I've never been, I don't like the taste of alcohol. Mm. Never have done since Same. a kid. So I'm always yeah, trying yeah. to hide yeah, yeah, the taste of alcohol yeah. with fruit drinks or whatever. Yeah, so make I'll make the best cocktails, mate. Some of my cocktails, you wouldn't even know there's alcohol in <gasps> until you start trying to leave and then you're all over the shop. <laughs> <laughs> we call 
know them, them slow burners, them creepers. <laughs> we told them them creepers out here. I'm obviously not very good because you you know how much alcohol mine has in it. So genuinely, I'm probably not as good as I think I'm at making yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like LWs will talk out here. I'm telling you out here. So when we have our DAC off, it's, <laughs> she's, it's, it's going to be one way. So all right, quick, a little fun thing. Who would you not have in your bar? So for all the people that you've played against and they was like, oh, yo, yo, JB, I'm coming to your bar. Who would you be like, hell no. Not coming to my bar. Who's barred uh, from your bar? No, I like that. Who's barred from your bar? Uh, tell I'll tell you who's barred from my bar. Neil Razor Ruddock. Oh. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. he's the monster, mate. Yeah. Honestly, he is a loose cannon. I love Ray's and I still speak, absolutely love him. Another one as well, Tama Hassan. Do you know Tama? Yeah, but both the of actor. them. The actor. Oh, yeah. they're both lunatics. Yeah. They're both lunatics. Mad. Like, I actually, um, I, I think I chucked Razor out of my pub. No, do tell. Yeah. Tell us a story. Yeah, I can't. Huh? I, I, JB, you can't give us and take away, bruh. Huh? He's just mad. He's just mad. I said, Ray's like, it's drinking too much. Don't worry about it. Like, this is like, oh, I, I, we we done the magic sponge in my pub. Oh, wow. We, we yeah, we felt it was me, Tubes, you know, from Soccer mm. Am. I had him on Razor Rudder. We had like a load of us around a table. We, we shot, we rolled the cameras for four hours. We could only edit. 15 minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. You know, lads, lads, and all that was yeah. all in. Lads, 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 lads. About 15 was brilliant. Oh, but, amazing. Um, yeah. Hey, that's a good but, there's, a, there's a few that I wouldn't want in my pub, but that's, that's you know, that yeah. happens, don't no, we? We're good with that. We're good with that. I suppose that really, my last question was basically who the wildest is that, that you've been, because, I mean, you've got teammates, what? managers, like colleagues now as well. Who's the wildest that you've had on a night out? Probably you, isn't it? What, what a footballer that you would know. Yeah, go on. I tell you, use bananas, but a, but a silent bananas, like a silent assassin. Wayne Bridge. Wayne Bridge. Bridge. Yeah. No. Bridgie. Yeah, Bridgie Is comes he? across. Hello. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you quiet. Get him on a night out, mate. It's like, oh my god, what's happened here? Oh, wow. I, to be fair, do you, you know the thing is, I full blown know that. So, you know, in the changing room, you've got a player who is so quiet. That's why I love, like, the Christmas do, because yeah. you see them in their natural habitat. Their true colours. They're true. And you're like, yo, you are <laughs> mad. And you just look at them because they're prim and proper throughout every day, coming training, dressed. Yes, sir. No, sir. Three bags, four, sir. And then on yeah. the night out, yeah, the man put their thing on their head and they start dugging or doing a running man. You're like, what the <laughs> then, they, then they come in Monday and go, what's the matter? What's exactly. You are. Didn't do nothing. You're Nana's. <laughs> oh, Bridgie. We're very Bridgie. Listen, we could talk to you all day. I could, I um, could. I mean, Jimmy, honestly, it's, it's always such a pleasure to catch up with you and, and it's so good to see you doing so well as well. Thanks, guys. And thank you so much for having us on. And cheers. And, you know, I I, um, I respect you both. You know that, don't you? Well, we'll come to the pub one day. 100%. JB, no, we're coming. Yeah? 
So they're good? <laughs> no, you won't. Oh, You're mad as well. We're the ones that are barn, <laughs> so Don't make cat use ain't mad, would hey. you? I've seen you. Don't yeah, worry that's about, about that. You're barn as well. That, that, that's you two out here. Hey, JP, I'm a quiet brother. Don't do that. Don't, Don't put me everyone. in there, brother. You know what? When, yeah, you, when you guys were saying that, you when you were saying about hey. Wayne Bridge, I was like, mm, I'm just going to keep quiet here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yours is not even quiet. I don't even care, brother. You, I know you're mad. So it is what it is. I've been out with you as well. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, you've right. got to enjoy yourself, right? You've you got to enjoy yourself. What's, otherwise, what's the point? Exactly. Jimmy, listen, good luck with the podcast. We can't wait to hear Lovely. it. Good luck Thanks getting bio so on there as well. I'm there, man. Yeah. And we're still, we're still watching you on Soccer Home. We're absolutely loving it. We'll speak to Thanks, you again very guys, soon. And for everyone listening, watch out. Off the hook. It's going to be blinding. Off See you later. I bless you, JB. Major love. love. Bye, 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 bye. There you go, Jimmy Billard. He's just so brilliant. He's got so much energy. I didn't think I could find someone who matches your energy, but Jimmy does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, t- I said it. You can't fake it. It's mm. authentic and we just click like on so many levels. So You're going fishing? Yeah, I know. And that's what I'm saying. There's not many people that can get me to go fishing. So anyway, actually, you're looking forward to it. And trust me, watch this space. You lot will see how it goes down. I cannot wait. You on a deck chair with a bucket Jeez. and nuggets. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> okay, right. It's time to look now at the Super 6 fixtures for round 20. Download the Super 6 app, create an account and play for free by predicting the scores of six chosen matches to be in with a chance of winning £250,000 this week. Ooh, big money, big money. All right, so last week we said, what would he buy our mm. bosses for Christmas if he won the jackpot, right? Yeah, yeah. So this week, I'm going to ask the question, like, what is the worst gift you got for Christmas? So LW, I'm going to fry it your way. What is the worst oh, gift you got? God. Look, I've had a few bad stocking fillers. I feel so ungrateful saying this. And the only reason I can say this is because my nan doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, God. But if anyone... Just don't tell her, okay? All right, cool. We won't tell her. No nan, that. we won't tell her. Big Lynn, listen. I, I, I love her. But she's like... I love animals, right? And I always have since I was okay. little. I wanted to be a vet, but I just wasn't good enough. So hence I fell into this, obviously. So like when I was younger, I used to love dogs as well. And she used to get me like dog things when I was younger, you know, like a cuddly toy dog and things like that. Anyway, that was when I was little. Last Christmas, I was 32, right? And um, (laughs) she got me a ceramic dog, right? It's just like a kind of one that sits on the windowsill or something. A ceramic dog in a ceramic bed. (laughs) That was what it was. But, 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 and I looked but, at it and I was like, It's Nando. It's Nan. So obviously I kept it, put it in the cupboard. I've got two more of them. The Christmas before that, she, <laughs> she got me. But she got me this thing. It was like a a puppet, like a, a like a dog puppet. See, now that's bad. And <laughs> that one is bad. Like ceramic, you know, I want to say old folks do that, but you know, yeah, they kind of, old folks kind of like that yeah. sort of, yeah, yeah, it looks nice in that dumb puppet. So which way you do? Roof, roof. It's like a hand puppet roof, thing. Roof. And I looked at it for ages and I was like, what is it? And it was just a dog, right? But it didn't look like a dog. It looked like a werewolf. And I and I put it on my hand and I was like, and I realised it was actually a toy for a dog. So she had <laughs> Did you have a dog at this time? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a bad gift. That's a bad gift. That, that is a bad gift. Yeah. It was the funny. Nan, no, I ain't going to lie. I've definitely got a picture of it somewhere. I'm we, we, find we'll it have to get up. Nan, that's a bad gift. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, don't tell her. Obviously. Uh, don't tell her. Well, to be fair, I'm trying to think of mine. I guess one of my worst gifts was my other half got me. She got The worst thing is she got me a suit, right? And they watch you yeah. open it and they kind of look at you. And I'm thinking like, the suit was, but it was too big. But she looking like, yeah, 
I've done it. Oh, and no. you know, you're looking at like, you kind of are thinking, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Thank you. To me, that's just a, she not, to be fair, she's not a great gift giver anyway. <laughs> so I think she thought, oh, yeah, I've come trumps. And it, it actually really wasn't. So I have to say it was a four, uh, maybe a, a two times big size suit that was kind of military green. It, it, listen, it, so it wasn't you, great. So you didn't, did you fake that you liked it? Yeah, I, gave then... the, I was like, ah, oh. oh, yo, good looking at a suit. Because you, know, <laughs> you know there was, because she was, well, her whole energy was like, oh yeah, this year I went above and beyond. Oh, like, no. You really didn't. I'll just tell you that now. I'm like, yo, I, think, I guess that's got to be my worstest gift. Now, listen, we also have our Super 6 League, so you can join by using the code SUPER6 and there is a £1,000 prize for the winner of that league. A reminder as well, you can invite your mates to join Super 6 and if any of your invited friends go on to win the jackpot, then you yourself will win £25,000. Amazing. Prediction time. So here's our six fixtures. We're going to run through them and right. say who we think is going to win, not just that, what the score is going to be. So, Bio, first one, Blackburn v Norwich. Um, oh, tough one, I think. 2-1 win to Blackburn. I'm going to flip that and I'm going to say a 2-1 win for Norwich, actually, despite the fact they're away from home. I think they're looking quite good. OK. Birmingham v Watford. I think it's going to be an away win, so I would say 2-1 Watford. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay with you as well, 2-1. OK, Bournemouth v Huddersfield. I'm going to go for a home win. We've got Bournemouth next week, Tuesday, Ooh. so... I hope they do win so they take their foot off the gas when they come against us. Um, so I'm going to say 3-1 Bournemouth. I'm going to say 2-0 Bournemouth. Okay. Uh, Forest, Brentford. Ooh, um, Forest are going through at the moment and Brentford are looking good. Mm. So I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to go for a 1-1 one, one draw. Oh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for Brentford. Okay. Borough v Millwall. Away at Middlesbrough, both direct teams. I'm going to also go for a 1-1 one, one draw. Oh, are you? Yeah. Do you know what? I think I'm going to go for a Borough win here. I'm going to go 2-1 for Warnock's boys. All right. Derby v Stoke. I'm going to go for a 1-0 Stoke away win. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to go for a 1-0 Derby win. Yeah? Yeah, why not? Why All not? All right. That is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jimmy, as well, for joining us today. We loved it. Come on, JB. Thanks for that, brother. Remember, if you want to get involved on Twitter, you can follow us at Super6 and you can use the hashtag Super6Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to make sure the podcast downloads automatically each week. See you next time. Take care, people. Peace.